0: to that good good experience podcast where related minds
1: talk about related topics
0: and we all just happen to be related buckle up this is going to be a good one
1: we've got that good good
0: experience podcast (laughs) and hello 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 here we go Welcome to another exciting episode of We Got That Good Good Experience Podcast. This just so happens to be a very, very special edition. Ladies and gentlemen, we are celebrating one year. It's going to be one year of the Good Good uh, Experience Podcast. I'm telling you, this is going to be an exciting episode. So it was a year ago, and my cousin Ken, she approached me. Say, hey, cuz, we need to do a podcast. Podcast was the last thing that was on my mind at the time. However, we decided to do it, and it was good. However, we thought it was missing something. So at that point in time, we decided to call up our cousin, Byron. And from that point on, the rest is history. And here we are one year later doing our thing, and we're bigger and better than ever. And we wanted to do something special to celebrate one year. So what we did was... Says we're all family, and this is a family-oriented podcast, we decided to go get some of our family members and make them a part of this episode. So you're going to be hearing from some of those members here in a few minutes. Before we get into all of that, can't do this without letting you. you all know our co-host, Kenny Brown. What's going on? My guest, dies.
2: I'm not even doing it right this time. I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> the anniversary, Bring everybody. That.
0: <laughs> hey, yeah, happy anniversary to you too, as well
1: as Mr. Note himself, Byron Brown. Happy anniversary, buddies! Happy anniversary, Marcus. What's up, Kimmy? Welcome, fam. Let's do this right now
0: absolutely ladies and gentlemen we are so excited again we've been doing this for a year and and we really made some strides from when we first started to where we are right now we got some big things coming here in the new future that we'll make announcements about later on in the year and whatnot but right now we got to keep it moving with our good good section Morris, so byron what's good good on your
1: end well marcus i'll tell you what's good good the legendary hit maker and 12 time grammy winner kenneth babyface Edmunds has signed the capital records And he is not wasting any time because he's got his first project already aligned. And it's going to be called Girls' Night Out, which he's describing as a sonic journey through love, heartbreak, and all the emotions in between. And featuring a number of top young female R&B singers, including Ella May, Queen Nija, Ari Lennox, Kalani, Doshi, and others. I've already heard the very first single featuring Ella May's called Keeps On Falling." It's already blazing the airwaves. It is something that you definitely want to check out. And we're looking forward to this release on October 29th. And also a big, huge congratulations to Jennifer Hudson, who has become the 17th individual to achieve the EGOT status. And we all know what the EGOT status is, right? That's not. an Emmy, Grammy, Oscar <laughs> and Tony Award. Jennifer won as one of a platoon of producers, of a strange loop, which was named best musical at the 2022 Tony Awards on Sunday, June 12th. Jennifer Hudson at 40 years and nine months years old becomes the third youngest person to EGOT, only behind Robert Lopez, who was 39 when he completed the awards sweep And John Legend, who was 39 years and eight months old. Those are the only two that were younger. More importantly, Hudson is just the third black EGOT following Whoopi Goldberg and John Legend. And that's what's good good on my end. Kimmy, what's good good with you?
2: I'll tell you what's good good. Brian McKnight Jr. just released a new song called Feels Like Home. If you don't know who Brian McKnight Jr. is, he is the son of the great Brian McKnight. Get so he just, yeah, get out. Well, he just released a new song. So we definitely want to give him his props and take a listen and see how you like it. But also, what's good, good is Raphael Sadiq from the greatest band in the world, Tony Tony Tony, has been tapped as executive music producer for Marvel's Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur, which will be on Disney Plus in 2023. So definitely check him out. So, Marcus, what's good, good on your end?
0: What's good, good on my end is Jordan Peele. Some may refer to him as the Black Alfred Hitchcock. He's got a new yes, movie indeed. out that debuted on July 22nd called Nope. All right, it's about the nope. Caretakers of the California ranch. Encounter kind of Mysterious Force That Affects Human and Animal Behavior. If you've seen the trailers on television, this ought to be a good one. So go ahead and check it out. It's called NOPE. N-O-P-E. It was released, nope. it's released on July 22nd nope. uh, by Jordan Peele, starring Daniel Kalua. And Kiki Palmer, so go check it out, ladies and gentlemen. So with that being said, let's get this thing started. So ladies and gentlemen, the name of this episode is titled Happy Anniversary, A Family Celebration. And we wanted to do something extra special for this episode. So what we did, we just recently had our family reunion here recently. And we got an opportunity to to get some family members. And what they're going to do, our family members are going to be a part of this episode by introducing some of the songs. And also tell us how they feel about those songs. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, let's get it started. Kimmy, where we started first?
2: Well, let's start with one of our cousins that's going to introduce our first song.
0: We've got the Good Good Experience podcast. brought broadcast live from Blakely, Georgia. Tara J's celebrating one-year anniversary. Of this wonderful podcast, we've got here one of our family members that's going to be introducing our next song. Tell them what your name is. Caitlin Williams. Caitlin Williams. Put some respect on her name. State champion, Caitlin Williams. Now, tell everybody the events that you want to stay in. Four by 200
2: relay and four by 400
0: relay. All right, all right. How does does it make you feel?
2: It makes
0: me feel good. Like I accomplished something for myself. All right, that's enough, Caitlin. So check it out. Who was the flavor? Introduce the next one. Summertime by DJ Jazzy
3: Jeff and the Fresh Prince. You got it. The weather is hot and girls are dressing less and checking out the fellas to tell them who's best. Riding around in your Jeep or your Benzos or in your Nissan sitting on Lorenzos. Back in Philly, we be out in the park. A place called the Plateau is where everybody go. Guys out hunting and girls doing likewise. Honking at the honey in front of you with the light eyes. She turned around to see what you beeping at.
0: What? Yeah, That was Summertime Thank you, Caitlin, for introducing that one to us That was Summertime by DJ Jackson Jeff and Fresh Prince from the album Home Base Released in 1991 This song won a Grammy Award for Best Rap Performance By a Duo a group at the 1992 Grammy Awards Remember the episode of Fresh Prince Where it debuted Also, this song was also one of our future songs On episode number 2 When our very own Biden B No Brown Made his debut with The Good Good And again, this is one of those songs That, that, makes, that reminds you of Summertime It's a feel-good Summertime song.
2: When you put it in the song just speaks for itself. What do you think, guys? That
1: was so sweet. You remember that we played that song a year ago. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and it's full circle back around.
0: I know,
1: right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I like that. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It takes me back to that vibe that summer. Girl. Summer 91. That was, that was, that, was the the yeah, that was all you heard on the airwaves. that was all you heard on the airwaves all summer long, and it sounds timeless. It sounds timeless to me, and you can't go wrong with incorporating Cool in the Gang, which is one of my favorite bands, soul bands from back in the day. So, yeah, I jam.
2: I don't know if I confessed this last year, but there was a time that I just got really tired of hearing this song. (laughs) Back in the day when it first came out, I got so tired of the song. However... Now, it can't be summertime if you don't play summertime. I don't care what the Fresh Prince did. And, anyway. And I
1: think <laughs> of the video every time I hear it. You know, that that just mm-hmm. summed it up. It was just perfect yeah, it was perfect. It
0: was perfect, perfect. Now, speaking of e- guys Will Smith should be like maybe a Tony away from having an e- guy if he doesn't have it right. You're wherever. absolutely right. I'm, I'm pretty sure you're right. Hmm. Yeah, because I know he has an Oscar. We know he has a Grammy. I'll be willing to bet that he has some type of Emmy from the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. I'm thinking... <laughs>
1: I'm thinking uh, he should. We should check I, that out. I think he you know what? I think he did. Hold on. Let's look. I said if he
0: doesn't have it, he should be pretty close to, like I
1: said, maybe a Tony, maybe a Tony Ward.
2: He needs to get know. on Broadway. That would be a great way to get back in the dead races of some sort.
1: Emmy win. Let's see. Yeah. Uh well, nominee outstanding comedy series. There was one nomination, and I don't think he, he didn't win. He didn't win? Okay. Oh, that's Cobra Kai.
2: Cobra Kai.
1: Cobra Kai. I didn't know they were behind that show. Hold on, let me see. I don't think he's won an Emmy yet. He got nominated as executive producer for Cobra Kai.
2: Oh, did not know he was executive
1: producer. That's yeah. cool. Okay,
0: cool, cool. Oh, which makes sense because his son was in the Karate Kid.
2: But this Cobra Kai is based off the original Karate Kid. Right, but Not right. the one that his son was in. But
1: it's really interesting, though.
0: It's very interesting. It all comes full circle, again, mm-hmm. like I was saying earlier, so...
1: Yeah. You know what? A, a side note that's kind of funny. They're trying to say that Will Smith slap in the face of Chris Rock's scene is, has been nominated for a 2022 Emmy Award. Whatever. Could be, uh, could be eligible <laughs> <Come on>. for <laughs> as one of the best moments in TV. The best. Serious?
2: The best, really.
1: Yeah. We're, Whatever. That's not what we want to celebrate. We, I we know, don't want right? know, That's yeah. not the type of spotlight we yeah. want to have up there. Right.
0: Anyway, so he doesn't have the eat guy so we've established that. So, uh,
2: what's next, Kim? <laughs> well, what's next is we're going to actually hear from the president of our executive board of the Moore Family Reunion. So, let's take a listen as she introduces our next song.
0: President of our reunion, Amanda Monique Marcus, how's it going?
2: Hi, what's going on? Glad oh. to be on the Good Good
0: Experience. Alright, alright, alright. Love the energy by the way. <laughs> uh.
2: You know, I'm yeah. a big fan.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So check it out. So what did it take, you know, as far as like this is a great reunion that you planned. What all did it take? Was it a lot of work that had to be done to to make this happen? I mean, tell us just a little bit.
3: It takes a lot
2: of work. Um, this reunion was planned in about four months. so. Normally I don't operate like this, but I did this time because of the back and forth whether should we should have it, whether should we want gonna have it. But what I did was I reached out to my family, my parents, my my mom, my aunts, my uncles, my cousins,
3: um, and enlisted their help. And so everybody pitched in and did things and we made it happen.
0: All right, you did an absolutely phenomenal job Mm -hmm. we've had a lot of fun. So and we appreciate you being a fan of the good good so do us a favor and introduce the next song
2: the next song is the Cupid Shuffle by Cupid we gonna show you how it go no, to the right, to the right, to the
4: right, to the right, to the left, to the left, to the left, to the left, to the left. not kick, not kick, kick, kick now walk it by yourself, now i
0: was Cupid with the Cupid Shuffle from the 2007 album Time for a Change this song picked at number 66 on the Hot 100 number 21 on the Hot R&B and Hip Hop charts is fond a line dance compared to which other line dance
1: Electric Slide or the Cha-Cha Cha-Cha the
0: cha-cha, Cha-Cha Slide, slide. No, yeah nobody talked about nobody mentioned the Cha-Cha Slide or, or anything in our in the picks which is very surprising also
2: But we played it though it was played I believe <laughs> at the reunion,
0: though. I don't know. Don't know. But however... You know, I could have hey. we did it. <laughs> yeah. But Cupid, one of those artists who who uh, is very big in the line dancing. He's got a couple. He's got this one. He's got the, the Flex. Pretty has got a couple of them. The Love Slide as well. Cupid's really made his mark as far as like uh, line dance music and things of that nature. And this is also a family-oriented song, you know, that people like to get up and do their dance to. And so, hey...
1: Big up, to Cupid. Did you all see the episode of The Voice when he auditioned? It was oh, back in no. 2012? 2012, I
0: never
1: saw that. Yeah. <laughs> so I just happened to be watching, just like one of the few episodes of The Voice that I watched, and he sang the Cupid song, and none of the judges turned around. Wow. And, and then, C- then CeeLo then Cee- recognized him after, you know, after he finished the song, and they were like, oh, okay, you should have sung another song. And he sang another song, and they were like, why didn't you leave with that one? But then it was too late, you know?
2: Exactly. He thought he would get a turnaround just from Cupid Shuffle. Nah. That's nah. Not, that's not quality music. That's dance music. That's not, It was painful to, to watch. You need to say. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: you ain't coming up there. Just A big shout out, to Cupid. Right off the Cupid. <laughs> yeah. But Cupid Shuffle is one of them songs you have to play at your family reunion to get everybody on the dance floor. That, and of course, another song that we're going to play later on today. But when everything is said and done, and everyone's all said what they had to say at your little banquets or at your barbecue, you got to put on this song mm-hmm. so everybody can get on the dance floor, even from ages five to ninety-five. <laughs>
1: And it has a nice little groove to it. Mm-hmm.
0: You,
2: can, you
1: yeah. can get you can get kind of fancy and shimmy with it with your yeah. movements with this one, and and uh, not get sweaty.
0: Right, right. You can be cool as the other side of the pillows, The great Stuart Scott was saying, "Still be cool doing this, this uh, doing right song." <laughs> <laughs> so, what's next, Kim?
2: Well, we're gonna hear from your mama.
0: What you say about my mom? I'm going to let her tell you Alright, welcome back to the Good Good Experience podcast And our next family Introducer Just so happens to be my mother Mandy Moses, how you doing?
3: Fine, how are you all?
0: Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. how do you enjoy yourself?
3: Enjoy myself, very much Alright,
0: so do us a favor, introduce the next song
3: Kurt Franklin, Smile
0: Now, why do you like that song? How does that song make you feel?
3: Happy, I want to dance (laughs)
0: <laughs> you heard it here first. Happy like she wanted to. answer. Kurt Frank and I smile. Yeah.
4: <laughs> Two I almost gave up on a power that I can't explain that Holy Ghost power, y'all Fell from heaven like a shower down Now I know we've been hurt, y'all, but still I, I smile Come on Even though I hurt, see, I smile and Y'all feel that I know God is working, so I smile I smile. I Hallelujah. Smile. Oh, it's so much to look up when you're down. Oh, Show sure would hate to see you give a bow. Cause people do so much better when you smile. Let's go. Smile
1: for me. Can you just smile? That's my favorite part of the song because it's a toss back to. SOS Band. Yes,
2: that's SOS Band. We know, we have not talked about SOS Band on here. We have not talked we should, about it, but we should we we have. But we need to. So, Smile is from his from Kirk Franklin's 12th studio album, "Hello Fear. Well, Franklin released this song as the first single, and he said, I Smile is a fun, urban, upbeat melody that he wrote. And it's de- a declarative statement that I'm not going to live my life based on how I feel. I will live my life based on God's word.
1: And it's a good testament yeah. to give it all to God and just don't worry about it. Just live mm-hmm. your life, focus, smile through it, and it will be all right. It always works out. Always. All right. Now, was this a, a tossback to
0: S.O.S. Band or was it a tossback to Scarface? He had a song that sounds very similar
1: to this. So, Marcus. I'm pretty sure it's SOS. So, Marcus. Band. It, it, it would <laughs> be S-O- it? It would, No, but I would just say this. So, we won't mention anything being a toss-back. If we have the legendary SOS band, then it's to the SOS band. It's <laughs> not to Scarface. <laughs> Where did Scarface Trump, He's trumped by SOS, SOS band. band. <laughs> he's trumped. Okay, it, and it is so. <laughs> and it is so. And also, Kim, I want to.
0: I wanted to ask, when I was looking at the tidbits on this song, too, it looked like they gave credit to Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis on this song as well. Did you say anything about that?
2: So, yes. Because I believe SOS Band was actually produced and was managed by they Jimmy were. Jam and Terry Lewis.
1: Absolutely, they were.
0: Okay, okay. Wow. Isn't it awesome how everything falls back to these legendary people?
2: I mean, you'd be surprised how many people they produced. To be honest with you, you'd be very
1: surprised. You're right, and you would not even, even before Janet. Right. And they all sound different. So that's the mm-hmm. beauty of it. You know, you yeah. never know. You're always surprised, like Kimberly was saying, you're always surprised when you find out oh Jimmy Jam produced this. It doesn't sound like anything they did for Sherelle mm-hmm. or Alexander O'Neill or right. Janet, Janet Pebbles, yeah. or whomever, you know. Yeah. Uh it's completely
0: fresh and new. And that's a testament to their talent and to their genius. I mean, can take, you know. To, to really, what they do, I guess they meet the artists where they are, and they they kind of go from there, you know. And that and to be able to do that is is beyond ingenious to me, you know. Yes. So, again, mm. big shout out to Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. I wish uh, I had that uh, skill. Next,
2: I know. <laughs> no, but quick question: uh-huh. Who was better, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis or LaFace?
1: Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, I'll say because their sound—they had a very universal sound. They adapted to whichever artist they were working with. you never knew, Babyface, you always—and well, LaFace Productions—you always could tell if they had a certain sound because the pianos, just the group, the R&B sound always had like those certain elements that were consistent with all of their productions.
2: I just always thought yeah. it was really interesting how they both kind of had the same background, how Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis came from the time and the face came from the deal mm-hmm. and they became these great uh-huh. producers. So I just thought it was yeah. interesting.
1: And they were all out of Minneapolis too, right? At, at, at initially yeah. worked for yeah.
2: Now, what's I the face I, G- I know Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis are, but I'm hey, not Lewis sure. Are, yeah. I thought LaFace um, was out of Georgia, but I'm not no, sure.
1: No, they, they sure. relocated to Georgia because I remember when they when they set up shop in Georgia, I was still in high school when they, well, junior high, high school, when they, when they moved to that area and they were like the first to start, first music, well, major act to set up shop. They were the ones that got it started as far as Atlanta being a music mecca. Um, uh-huh. But I, I think, I think they're out of, we'll have to, Come back. Research to that. We'll that. To, yeah.
2: Yeah. That may be an episode. LaFace yeah. versus. That's too bad.
1: You heard yeah, it. LaFace yeah.
2: versus um, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. And we'll play all. Time of versus their face. Face. Exactly. Time versus yeah. face. Flight Time versus LaFace. And it won't be just their songs, it'll be all the artists that they actually produce. That's a great idea. Let me write that down. Yes. yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Love it. But in the, but in
0: the meantime, what's the next,
2: Cam? All right. Well, one of our cousins, our little cousins, she just loves The Good Good, and she wanted to introduce our next song. So let's take a listen. And
0: here we are with our next family member. Tell us who your, your name. Kanada. Kenala, where are you from, Kenala? Great Georgia. Griffin, Georgia, in the house, y'all. So what's the next song that we're gonna be playing?
3: Michael Jackson, remember
0: the times? How do you know about that? How old are you, oh, Auntie? I am um,
3: 14. How do you know about
0: Michael Jackson every time? I remember I was in the
3: car with Aunt Sue. Every time we went on the road, that's what I
0: keep hearing. That's what you kept here. <laughs> what's up? So remember the time by Michael Jackson. I remember the
4: time.
1: I get to burn them calories, y'all. Yeah.
2: <laughs> One of the you best choreographed that. videos I've ever seen in my life. Yes. But Remember the Time is the 1992 single by Mr. Michael Jackson. It was released by Epic Records on January 14th, 1992, as the second single from Jackson's eighth studio album, Dangerous. The song was written and composed by Teddy Riley. Wow. Jackson Yeah, didn't know that. That's the
1: entire album was Mm -hmm. produced by Teddy Riley. So
2: it was Teddy Riley, Jackson, and Bernard Bell, and produced by Riley and
1: Jackson. Yes. That was such an iconic album, Mm -hmm. rollout promotion. Every video had somebody iconic in it, and the sounds, it was a fresh sound for Michael Jackson under the direction of Teddy Riley. It's amazing how Michael and Janet, I would say, can pull out the best work from these producers to make them stand aside and alone from all others that they may have produced before. i would just say that.
0: Yeah, Cam, you said this was probably one of the best choreographed. You know, this is probably one, one of. I say
2: one of of
0: hits. No, say that, that's why I said one of, but but to me, I think I can take it so This is probably one of the best videos he ever did. Point blank period you know, cuz i don't want to take away to... from
2: i don't want to take away from thriller and bad those were beat so it. and beat it those were so yeah. good but this one was like epic they had Emon
1: yeah. and... Magic Johnson. And Magic Johnson Eddie Murphy. And, and Murphy. Murphy and,
0: and,
2: and they were just so regal. It was just a beautiful thing to see.
0: I so just, enjoyable to seeing. watch. It, it was. It really was. And also what I remember about this song was that Michael was actually supposed to perform this song on the Soul Train Music Awards that year, but he had broke his ankle or something. During, got, the wow. During the
1: rehearsals. Wow. Yeah. During And all he yeah. could do is sit yeah. in the big round chair and he, yeah. before yeah. he gets up. It sits yeah, right back and there. that's it. It sits right back <laughs> <down>. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I forgot. And so he
2: gets
0: up
1: and was like, <laughs> "Nope." <laughs> plug it in,
5: Kim. Plug it in. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> but iconic nonetheless. Iconic. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. One of my favorites. All right. One of my favorites too,
0: as well. Thank you, Coco. Thank you so much. Alright,
2: what's next, Kim? Alright, so this is one of our family's favorite songs, but we're gonna let our Aunt Jamie introduce this one. All
0: right, here we are with our next family member. Please introduce yourself. Today i of, Jane.
2: I'm Jane Brown Zachary, And it is today.
0: <laughs> For those who don't know, I have to mess with you, Jane. She's some evil. How you doing today? I'm
2: good.
0: Right. So you, sir? Alright. So, do us a favor and introduce the next song of course.
2: Alright. Our next song is John Legend. It don't have to change.
0: Thank Beautiful. you. Thank you. So, why do you like that song?
2: Because it makes me feel something inside. It makes you makes feel-, me feel warm. And it makes
0: me think about it's, even though it, it can run a church is it's beautiful. It makes me want to ride a fool or ride a plane. Absolutely, absolutely. Stay tuned, y'all. I want to go back. want to go back
4: to those ceremonies.
2: That's why our family loves the song so much, so it don't have to change is by who else John Legend you can hear that voice, and it was featuring the family, the Stevens family and it was it's the thirteenth track on his get Lifted album, which was released in two thousand four debut Mm-hmm. so that album period was just like, whoa,
1: yeah, that was a strong, strong debut album for Kanye I was gonna say Kanye because Kanye, Kanye
5: was, Kanye, he, no, for, was for, for, for John Le- Ledger,
1: but Kanye was yeah yeah right it had his hands in some of the uh productions of the of, of, of most of the album actually I guess half of the album Kanye produced. But yeah, I like that performance he did. I think it was on like like a Christmas special when he performed that and he had his family around him. He was at the at the piano. Yes, uh,
2: yes, it was. He think, he had a Christmas special. They were trying to they're trying to make him into like the new Nat King to, Cole. Yes, he they're making him yeah. into the new Nat King Cole. And Nat King Cole used to have these Christmas specials.
0: So mm, they they're trying that.
2: to wrap him into because yeah. he does have that yeah. sound too. Yeah, he
0: does. So he does, yeah. yeah. You, you know, um, I gotta be honest, um, on a personal note about this song, I think a couple of years ago we had like a virtual reunion, and when we did the tributes to the ones we had lost, uh, I think we had just lost uh, Uncle James, and mm-hmm. they played the song in the background of the, of the video, and I cried for two days. I mean, I'm gonna be honest with you. Um,
2: but you was, know what?
0: It was, it was, you know,
2: I am was, extremely proud of us, because this was this reunion yeah. was the first time that we have gotten together like that after losing Uncle James and we didn't act up so I'm very proud of y'all. Yeah,
0: yeah. Nobody acted up. You know, Nobody just, it, just I mean, fell
2: out crying. You know. so, so so I'm very so, proud of y'all.
0: Very proud. Yeah. So, so I gotta, gotta give a shout out to the, to the late great you know, uncle James Brown man. I, every time I think of the song, every time I hear the song, I'll think of him when it's played. So he'll he'll never he'll never die
1: per se because he and I have so we, always back. Yeah. we
2: always talking about it. Yeah.
1: Yeah Uncle James Forever be with us. And and we look at you, Marcus, and that's Uncle James. Do you
2: know how many times that was said last weekend? (laughs) 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 Ain't Uncle James looking?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uncle James looking. (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
2: Hey, what's next, Kim? All right. So we have another line dance banker, but let's let some of our
0: younger cousins introduce that shall we let's go All right, ladies and gentlemen we're here with our next family members give me your name and where you're from autumn ashley we're Wait. from new jersey What part of new jersey uh
2: we're from north but we live in hoboken
0: okay well, that's what's up that's what's up y'all enjoying yourself so far yeah, yeah. all right what's our next tell do me a favor what's our next song gonna be
2: Vic. Vic. And wobble.
0: Vic wobble. Wobble, okay. Y'all like the song?
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Y'all know how to do the wobble? No. No. Y'all know how to do the bubble? No. Well, you finna learn. Go on play, kid. Let me see your Wobble, baby, wobble, baby, wobble, baby, wobble, Wobble, baby, wobble, baby, wobble,
4: baby, wobble, baby, wobble, baby, wobble.
0: Alright, that was Vic, B-I-C, I'm not sure exactly the pronunciation of it, but Wobble, another line band song, was released in 2008 from his debut album Beast. Now, a real interesting fact, Byron, I want to ask you a question about it in just a second. Now, it was released in 2008, but did not make the charts until 2011, debut on the hot R&B, hip-hop charts on number 89, and then three years after that, it peaked at number 77 on the, on the R&B, and Debuted also that same year on the Hot 100 at number 94. So, my question to you, Byron, in a situation like that, you know, when a song debuts one year and doesn't make the charts three years later, what what do you accomplish? I mean, how does that happen?
1: Well, songs re enter the charts, but what made it popular, Beyonce was caught on video at a block party somewhere up in New Jersey or New York or whatever, uh, doing a wobble. And when that footage was provided, the song, like, blew? Yeah, blew up. VIC had oh. not really had any like major, major success with it before, but with her doing it, it brought a whole lot of attention to the song, so everybody just started doing it. Now everybody has to do the wobble.
2: So we knew you would know. We knew you would know. <laughs>
1: So, yeah, yeah, they made a huge big got- deal. I remember it was on like those Entertainment Tonight type shows, also. And they also made a resurgence because people have been sharing, you know, during the TikTok videos too. So that's another thing too. Yeah, it also mentioned that too.
0: How it made resurgence on TikTok and um, not just that song, but a lot of songs have kind of like come back to uh, uh, resurface by way of TikTok. You know, one There's song the out. Yeah, one song I've, I've noticed now trending is uh, "I Like" by Guy. Uh, they got like a. Uh, yeah, yeah. I've heard that several times on mm-hmm. TikTok. Some type of challenge that they do where the people kind of transform themselves into
1: something. Per- I
0: don't know, man. You know,
2: TikTok. I, haven't checked <laughs> out. I haven't
1: seen that one. I haven't
2: seen
0: that one either. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah right. It's yeah, like yeah, every, anyway. every week there's some new challenge that someone wants to do. So. Yeah. But anyway,
0: Wobble's one of those songs, you know, again, every family reunion, every family function, you know, this song comes on and everybody's going to get up and they're going to do the wobble. And one of those, again, one of those line dances that just happens, that reminds you of summertime and uh, family reunions and things of that nature. So, hey, big shout out to Vic, V-I-C, however you pronounce it. So.
1: <laughs> I love the wobble because it looks like you're actually doing a dance dance. hmm
0: Like
2: yeah, choreo. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: so yeah. Like it's got some good moves to it.
2: So, even if you're by yourself, nobody else is on the dance for you, so
0: you're jamming. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: What's next,
2: Ken? We got a juke joint song we're going to play. But let's have our cousin introduce this juke joint song and let's ask her why she thinks.
1: All right,
0: ladies and gentlemen, we're here with our next family member. Introduce yourself.
2: Hi, this is Amber McWill. All
0: right, where are you from, Amber?
2: I am from Griffin, Georgia.
0: All right, all right. So tell us what our next song is going to be.
2: So the next song we'll be hearing is Male Waiter's Hole in the Wall.
0: Now, why do you like that song?
2: I don't know why I like it.
0: (laughs) We went through all that, and she she don't know why she like it. Just play it, Kim. (coughs)
4: My high-class woman with me the next night She didn't want to get out of the car She said it didn't look right She walked into the room With her nose in the air It's seven in the morning, y'all And she's still in there Smoke field room Whiskey and chicken wings People dancing and drinking And no one wants to leave Let's go, baby Oh, yeah the hole in the wall, I wanna go there. I've had my best time, y'all, yes I did. And the hole in the wall, I know you've heard of that before. Hey,
2: yeah, 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 I know a juice drinker is <laughs> actually called the hole in the wall.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> one way in and one way out, Kim. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's about the size of somebody's living room, maybe mm-hmm. a little bit bigger, you know, mm-hmm. I mean. Uh, <laughs> and, everybody and they got that comb
2: that they made in the, in the tub.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> and somehow, somewhere in, in the middle of that living room area, they got a pool table. <laughs> <laughs> but, needless to say, I visited some "quote unquote" holes in the wall, gym joint, whatever you want to call them. But by the way, that was Mel Waiters, Southern Soul Legend, with his uh, song "Hole in the Wall," released in 1999. Not a whole lot of tidbits about him. He had some other songs, some other hits called "Got My Whiskey" along mm-hmm. with others, which was another hit for him. Unfortunately, Mel Waiters died in 2015 from cancer. Uh, some of his uh, influences included Marvin Cease, Johnny Taylor, other Southern Soul Legends as well. He did. The time that he was here made a huge impact on the Southern Soul culture and would definitely be missed, but this song right here in particular was probably one of his signature hits. What say you guys?
2: Was Marvin Cease the one that did my last two dollars?
0: No, that was Johnny Taylor. Okay. Marvin All Cease, right. Marvin Cease was a candy licker. Ah, gotcha. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, I'm going to make an analogy real quick. All right. I am to Southern Soul Music as Byron is to House Music. You know <laughs> i was Because like, you see he had to real
2: quick. I, who is
1: that? <laughs> well i'm very impressed yeah. marcus i'm very impressed and you know every time i hear southern soul i think of Blakely. i think of Blakely, mm-hmm. and i also think back to back in the day when we were little kids and our aunties were getting ready to go out we wanted to go we wanted to go with them we couldn't understand why we couldn't go wherever they were going they were all excited and getting all dressed up and on a Saturday night or whatever, I'm like, I want to go, you know, that type of thing. So yeah, uh, this is definitely it at home within our countdown or how, however you want to call it within this mm-hmm. show for the Family Union. It fits right at home. Absolutely, absolutely. So what's next, Kim?
0: Oh, before you go, before you do it, Kim, get oh, take Thank you to our cousins Ashley and and Ashley were with the Autumn, and
2: Ashley. Autumn.
0: Autumn. 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 Autumn.
2: Adam and Ashley introduced the wobble, and Amber introduced Mel Waites. That's, that's right.
1: That's Absolutely. right. Thank you
0: so much. Thank you so much, guys. Thank
1: you. Great selections.
2: So next up is another line dance that everyone has to get on the floor with. But let's let one of our cousins introduce that, shall we? All
0: right, back again with our next family member. Hey, how you doing? What's your name? Ronaldo March. All right, where you from, Ronaldo? West Palm Beach. Alright, what's our next song going to be? Uh, Marcella Griffin, Electric Slide. You familiar with that song? Little bit, Boogie Woogie. Little bit, Boogie boogie. Bit, boogie, boogie, boogie. <laughs> yeah. You know how to do Electric Slide?
3: I just watch people do it. I don't dance.
0: You don't dance. All you do is this, huh? <laughs> Alright. <laughs>
1: You all remember the first time trying to learn yes. how to do the electric slide. Yes. <laughs> Listen to me.
0: In the words of Public Enemy, 1989. I'm <laughs> <I> mean. <laughs> telling you, Uncle George's basement was never the same mm-hmm. after that year. I'm telling you, we, every hour on the hour, we were doing the electric slide because of this song right here. That was the uh, uh, first time I ever heard it. First time I ever heard it, first time I tried to do it. But I mean, once we learned it, it was it was over with. I mean, but needless to say, that was The Electric Boogie by Marcia Griffith, uh, reggae singer Marcia Griffith. This actually originally was recorded in 1976 with She and Bunny Whaler. Uh, it was released in 1983, but it was the remix that was released in 1989 that gained so much, that garnered so much attention and caused The Electric Slide to be born. And, and people, just ran with it ever since then. There's no family reunion, wedding, bar mitzvah, <laughs> any type of thing. Anything. Family where you're not doing, at some point, not doing the electric slide. It's just not going to happen. I think it should be made a law. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he was to say, this is by far Marcia Griffith's biggest hit to date who got a shadow of a doubt and it spawned a, a rave all over the world with the electric slide. She has it brought
1: does. millions of people together with this song. And
0: mm-hmm.
1: as soon
2: is. as this comes on, even if you don't know the wobble, if you don't know the Cupid Shuffle, you know the electric slide. Oh, yeah. You know the electric slide. You
1: know the I was going to say this is, the, this is the grandfather, grandmother of all, but no, we got the bus stop. No one's ever mentioned the bus stop. Yes,
0: yes. No one's ever
2: mentioned the bus stop. I just or the, the hustle. hustle. Remember the hustle? The
1: hustle, yeah. I
0: don't, yeah, yeah. I just thought it was a, some confusion from me on my <laughs> end. Now, I thought the bus stop and the electric slide were like interchangeable, but they're actually two mm-hmm. different dances. Yeah, Some really? people call the bus stop... The, yeah, I, yeah. I, I hadn't learned that. Some people call the electric slide the bus stop, but they're actually two different dances.
1: I remember one time when all of us was in Blakely and I, I remember, I think it was Michael. Was it Michael? It the Michael or Tony that was trying to coordinate this little thing. We were all lined up. And I was just so lost. I think like he was trying to teach us the bus stop and I guess a, a whole routine with it. And he goes, you turn, you turn, <laughs> that type of thing. And I was, I remember just being so confused <laughs> and not really knowing which way to turn. And don't I about you know it. It yeah, to always be abreast of all of the, dances before coming down to meet with the cousins especially our cousins out of tampa mm-hmm. tampa florida they on. were always up on it so we
0: gotta say hey, hey check it out the great great song thank you ronaldo march for introducing this one to us what's next Ken?
2: next up i'm gonna let this particular person introduced this next song but i think
0: i know his brother i don't know let's see all right here we go again back with our next family introducer what's your name sir my name is myron brown <laughs> why do you look so familiar Myron?
1: because i have a twin brother named byron
0: brown that name sound familiar Kim?
2: i don't know no byron i know byron be no brown oh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, this is the twin brother of our, our, our very own Byron B. Note Brown. Thanks for being along with us. Do us a favor and introduce the next song.
1: Hello, folks. Our next song is O.J.'s For the Love of Money.
0: Now, are you as uh, a music counselor
1: like your brother? I think so. You think so? Yeah, I believe so. He may be a little bit better than me, but, uh, you know, I, I live in a culture.
0: Okay, that's what's up, that's what's up. Now, how does the song make you feel?
1: I like the rhythm. I like the percussion. I like the bass line. It's always made me get into it like a creative space.
0: Alright this is a good good experience not American Bandstand alright thank you so much. Alright. <laughs> oh, 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 a woman will
5: sell her precious body a small
4: piece of paper it carries a lot of weight for that
2: Leon Huff, Anthony Jackson's for The Great
5: O.J.'s.
2: It was recorded by Philadelphia Soul Group for the album Ship Ahoy and For the Love of Money was issued as a single in late 1973.
1: Special yeah, because it seems like this song has always been a part of our lives. I can't remember when I didn't hear this song. As yes. a child, I remember hearing this, like as a toddler, this song playing. And it's kind of funny, Myron, which was my better half, <laughs> I'm talking yeah. about the bass because he's always attracted to bass in songs. Hence mm-hmm. him now being a bass player. He plays the bass for his church and he picked up, he got a bass for Christmas one year and he's not put it down since. Yeah,
0: that's, that's pretty awesome. You know, what? What kind of, when I hear the OJs now it kind of sad me because they're actually on their farewell tour. Mm-hmm. They're getting ready to retire. I'm not sure from music, but from tour. I think that's it, right here No, not, but this for- will
2: be their farewell tour, so they won't be touring anymore. That does that doesn't mean that they won't right, not, see yeah. them at award shows and or stuff doing like performances here. Yeah. Touring is right. a, a is a lot.
0: Yeah. And you're getting up there in age, so completely really gr- understand. It is a grind. Yeah, it is a grind, but like you know, still, you know, you got to think about it. these guys are up in their seventies, and mm-hmm.
1: these are OGS, and they've been doing it, yeah, consistently, yeah. consistently, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. and, and so again, you know, big shout to those people don't understand like the contribution that you really, really made. Not just to the music coach, but to the hip-hop culture. And I mean, they've been doing it like for over 50 years, man. That's a mm-hmm. long like, time, man. But, like I said, you've got to make sure we recognize that My As as the song was playing, I was just kind of praying like, you know, Lord, you know, I would love to have one of them, at least one of them on The Good Good at some point. I was um, thinking I about that. Them. They
2: would be yeah. perfect.
0: VR. Well, it's yeah.
1: coming. It's coming. It's We're manifesting done. it. We're, we're definitely going
0: to claim it. Done. It's already yep. done. It's already done. It's already done. So shout out to Myron, Myron Matthew Brown, twin brother of our very own Byron B. Note Brown, for that introduction, man. Thank you so much. What's next, Ken? Up next,
2: we're gonna hear from our uncle. So let's let's. All
0: right, here we go again with our next family member. What's your name, sir? My name is GMB. George Marvin Brown, all uh, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, you got to forgive him. He he likes to be just a little extra sometimes. Okay, all right. So, what's that next song gonna be? Rock steady. The whispers. Now, why do you like the song, Uncle George? Cause I'm a, I like the rock steady too. <laughs> you heard it here first. Rock steady. <laughs>
1: how Uncle George used to always sing that song.
5: <laughs> that was his
1: favorite song, Sight to Behold, when Rocksteady was on. And like you
0: said, he,
1: he likes to rock steady. Yes, <laughs> And we love it. Rocksteady is a single released by The Whispers from their 18th studio album, Just Gets Better of Time, which was released in 1987. And it was produced by... LaFace, Antonio L.A. Reed, and Kenneth Babyface Edmonds. Yes, yes. Wow, it had that wow. sound, that sound that I was talking about before. That's how we knew it was a LaFace production because those R&B songs at that time had like that kind of bump sound to it. Yeah, I know
0: exactly what you're talking about.
2: Uh, I know. I'm just thinking about another song that kind of had, That same kind of horn kind of sound to it,
1: but it's not this song. And it was done by LaFace. So yeah. And LaFace actually produced a lot of the Whisper's songs, singles, a lot of the music Babyface was behind, believe it or not. So a lot of those classics that we love was produced by Babyface. But this one, this this, I'm sorry, this song was released on June 13th of 1987, Uh and it has become their highest charting single on the US. Hot 100, peaking at number seven in late August of that year. And it was their second and final number one on the Hot Black singles chart. Wow,
0: that's awesome. I was going to say, you know, we talking about the OJs being some of the OGs, uh, don't forget about the Whispers. Uh, mm-hmm. they, they really don't forget about the Whispers. The OJs, yeah, <laughs> I'm going to be
2: honest. I'm going to be honest. I am more of a Whispers fan than I am a OGs fan, to be honest with you. I love yeah. the Whispers. Yeah. Some twins, they are so
1: cute. Walter yeah. and Wallace.
0: Hey, and, and it's funny how we we transitioned from the twins Byron Byron to the twins Scotty and uh, uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the Scott twins
1: the Brown twins yes. the Scott twins yeah yeah That's but the you cool. know original members Marcus Hudson Nicholas Caldwell who have passed on and uh, I think Gordy Harmon was once part of the group but now it's just the twins and Laville uh, degree as members of the Whispers if I'm not mistaken absolutely
0: absolutely. So, again, thank you to Uncle George Marvin Brown. Ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know George Marvin Brown, take 30 minutes out of your life <laughs> to sit down and just have a, a, a small, convers- a small conversation small <laughs> not You will not ever forget him. He is that guy. The life I mean,
1: of the party.
0: He, the, yes. He, the life he's definitely, of life. Definitely, definitely, the life of life. Yes, exactly exactly point so thank you
2: uncle george for that introduction what's next kim well let's let some of our new members of our family introduce this next song here you go
0: all right here we go again with the good news podcast here is our next family member what's your name braylon Braylon. and who else we got elijah how y'all guys doing so what's our next song gonna be braylon
2: whitney houston i want to dance with somebody
0: you know that song Yes. You do notice it? How does it go? A
2: little bit.
0: All right, let's say it goes like this.
1: i love it.
2: See, my memory of this song is my high school choir actually had to sing this for a concert one time. So I'm I'm remembering all the little dance moves we did. But I Want to Dance with Somebody was sung by the incomparable Whitney Houston for her second studio album, Whitney, which was released in 1987. This song was released as the lead single from the album on May 2nd, 1987. By Eris
1: now I remember this debuting at number one. I think she was like the first to have a single debut at number one and album debut at number one, if I'm not mistaken. I remember that being a big deal when this song was released. This was
0: when Whitney had the hot hand, like everything she touched turned to gold or. Platinum for music purposes. You know, she she was just nobody was was touching Whitney around 87, 88 in those areas. Nobody could touch Whitney Houston, man. She just she just had it, she just had everything going for. Her. And this is one another one of those songs, you know, in the catalog that, you know, I sent it to the top of the charts and really made it smart. Before I go any further, I gotta give a shout out to Brayden Shear, I think that's his last name, and Elijah Bankston. Braden so bad I wanted to make this Bobby Brown song. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't, I don't, I don't think he even knew that that Whitney and Bobby Brown were to, were a couple for a long period of time. So, but I, we just thought it was so funny. You know, we had to do a couple of texts because you know he kept saying Bobby Brown, but still, you know, <laughs> they, they see so much Braylon, and, and they really wanted. They came up to our table where we were, and they said, "We want to be on the good, we want to be on the good, deal. We be on the good deal. And So, who were we to turn, to turn down a fan, a young fan? So, big shout out Aww. to Braylon. Big
1: shout, big shout. Now, I will say this one thing about Whitney Houston, and you all may agree with me, because, you know, she didn't write any of the songs, believe it or not. She didn't write any of the songs. However, I think she is a songwriter's best friend. Mm -hmm. Because I think anything that she sang, she just brought it to life. Beyond anything that any demo singer or other artist could have delivered. She was, like, the best. I guess channel. would, would, Would channel be the word? Uh, for, for the songs to flow through i don't know yeah anyway. yeah you're right yeah. you're right she's yeah. she's the best channel for it
0: i'm, I'm just curious guys the owner of uh, what's the old man's game the old man's name Clyde Davis, Clyde Davis. Mm-hmm. did he actually produce some of this music or was he just like the money man i think he it was, he was owned a curator
2: direct. he yeah. director
0: okay okay okay.
2: and he's right. the one who
0: just
1: Curated. pretty much
2: trans transitioned her from r&b to
1: a pop star yeah he definitely created the image that we initially got to know as whitney which we can thank him for i think america needed a clean cut image like that to aspire to we're now in a day of age where people want to live in their truth constantly and all of that i guess it's a good thing but i like i like the aspect of someone having to be polished uh, you know developed in a certain kind of way not to say that Whitney had to be de- polished and developed but you know what I mean the days mm-hmm. of A&R you know when there was something in place that created a solid product that's what entertainment's for I want to be taken away from what's the norm what's reality for me I don't want to know all mm-hmm. of the back stuff Understood. and I know it's hard work but I just don't need to hear about it every second you know I don't care for care to know that you know you're tired or all the other dramas that happen you know it comes with the territory that's what being an entertainer is all about that's what you signed up for yeah that's good
0: but but you know what comes with that you know trying to create something that's more clean cut, straightforward, you know, Mm -hmm. there's always this negative backlash. Like, Mm -hmm. well, I know something about her that you don't know. People try to capitalize off of that. So Mm -hmm. I I think it's much easier for entertainers and artists to kind of just live in their truth and just be transparent in like, you know, what you see is what you get as opposed to, you know, trying to create something totally different than, later on in life, I guess the bones fall out and, and then causes us this big controversy and this, that, and third, and her story. So you know, it,
1: you bring up a good point. And I think, especially with Whitney Houston, with her, I I think where Clive went wrong, he washed out too much of her. You know, he created this image that wasn't necessarily fully her. And that led to a very minor backlash that she received from the Black community because they were saying that she was just too She wasn't Black enough. Yeah, Mm -hmm. whitewashed. And she ended up getting booed. You remember that year she got booed Mm -hmm. at one of their awards? I think it was Soul Train Music Awards or whatever. And
2: I'll be honest with you, back then, I was not a big fan of hers. I wasn't. I I wasn't
0: wasn't. wasn't either. uh, And I'm from Newark. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Oh, wow.
2: So, I wasn't wasn't... a big fan of hers. It it wasn't until like the end of senior year. When Bodyguard came out,
0: after Bodyguard, yeah, after Bodyguard, after Bodyguard, absolutely, and that, that album, Bodyguard, that yeah. sound
2: track, you, you couldn't, you had to give it to her because that was like, whoa, yeah, oh wow, I was I, think, I was
1: consistently a fan of Whitney Houston. She couldn't do wow. no wrong. There was a point of where the songs that she was having to sing started to sound alike.
5: Mm. There was a,
1: there was a parody. It was so funny. The song Didn't We Almost Have It All? There was a parody song that someone sang and it sounded like Whitney Houston singing. Don't my songs all sound the same? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 type of thing. No, I, I they gotta find don't. it. I they gotta find did. it. Yeah. But I love Whitney. original Whitney, whitewashed Whitney. I, I loved it all and I truly miss her. Yes, we all
0: miss, her. We all miss
1: yes. her. Yes.
2: All right. All right, so what's next, Ken? All right, let's hear from one of our cousins again, introducing our
3: next song. All
0: right, ladies and gentlemen, we're back with our next family member. What, what, tell us what your name is. Bye.
3: My name is Tika, Natika Wise.
0: Thank you for being here, Natika. Now, uh, what's our next song going to be?
3: the Brother, For the Love of You.
0: Yes, that's exactly what it's going to be. Now, before we let you go now, Tika, now, you have a very prominent business. I'll tell everybody all about it.
3: Okay, my name of my business is Lil Pearl Peanuts, Pickles, and More. Um, I named it after my mom. She's Pearl, so I named the business after her. Lil Pearl Peanuts, Pickles, and More. I sell all kind of flavored um, peanuts. I sell peanuts with neck bones, pork neck bones, I sell some with turkey, um, some with like a shrimp ball. I do a lot of flavored pickles like a, a sweet tasting pickle and um, frozen treats. We call it Little Dillies down from where we from. I don't know. Y'all probably call it something else, but it's just frozen Kool-Aid. And um, I've been in business since 2014. I started off as a candy lady. Um, and the business just grew from there, word of mouth. And... People telling other people, and it just went from there. So now I have my own food truck, and I do different events, and I have a steady customer flow. All right, so so plug in an address at the phone number. How they can be reached? Okay, my phone number to the business is area code 561-577-9136, and again, I'm a mobile food truck. So I set up at different events. When I'm not at events, I sell... From different locations, mainly from my, my home. So you have to call or text me, at, or I call or text and let people know where I'm at for a particular day.
0: All right. Thank you so much. Okay. All right.
4: Glad to be here alone with a lover no Sad to see a new horizon slowly. Coming into view. Yeah, I wanna be living for the love of you. Oh yes, I. All that. I
1: i have, on, a, que- I have a question to ask you guys whenever you hear this song do you automatically feel like a breeze on yes, you? Yeah. yes
2: yes <laughs> yes drifted on yes. a memory
1: huh yeah this song <laughs> yes indeed this song always brings me into the mind space of having a summer breeze just blowing over me just chilling so summer breeze if it's a genre then so be it because that's what i feel when this song comes on and it comes to mind this song it's a quiet storm favorite
2: Mm,
1: storm. Mm. <laughs> and for hey, the I love of you both parts one and two is a song recorded of course by the Isaac brothers we mm. love dearly and it's released as a second single off of their 1975 album the heat is on and there's a couple of remarkable things surrounding not just the song but the album itself the album showcased two sides of the group and the way it was sequenced featured the funk side with fight the power and of course you all remember that one don't you and okay. then, like, and also the other side, which had the ballads, which featured this song, which contributed to also to the success of the album altogether. Because first, fight the power was released, and then we followed with this kick-ass ballad that sends you onto the summer breeze mindset. Also, secondly, this song marked the second time that they've had two successful singles, top forty singles, from one album, which was a rarity usually in that time frame. Only one song what surfaced as a successful single with everything else just kind of dwindling after that. So they followed that same success from their 1972 release, Brother, 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 which also had two top 40 singles, which put them in a nice little group of uh, successful acts that achieved that same feat.
0: The summer breeze was kind of getting to you, wasn't it, Barnister? Um, <laughs> yeah, he got yeah, lifted. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he did. He did. He did. And, and and just like you said, man, that's exactly how it makes me feel. I mean, it's just, and that's, that's probably how why the family picked this song as well, because it just feels that nice summer breeze, you know, flowing. It's one of their songs too, isn't it? Summer breeze. Yeah,
1: yeah, it the, the, that's yes, it is. That Hills and Cross song that they remade. Yeah.
2: Well, I'm yeah, wondering, yes. did they remake it or was it theirs first?
1: They remade it okay. I like this yeah. better, they covered it. Yeah, so thank you to
0: Tika Wise. Go support her Little Pearls, Peanuts, and More. Mm-hmm. I think that's the name of it. Um, she, yeah, she I mean, she takes she definitely takes uh, boiled peanuts to a whole nother level, honey. Huh?
2: My nieces and nephews tore them things up. Got mad about
0: it um, when it was gone. <laughs> I'm serious, I'm a big fan of open, but she really takes them to another level. And she's also, she told me she's got the, the favorite pickles, she's got the lily dillies or the stick up cups or the flips, whatever you want to call them. She's been really making her mark. So uh, she gave you the information. We'll make the information available on our website as well. want we'll to make contact with us. So again, support the movement. And thank you again to Tika for introducing us. What's next, Kim? All right,
2: let's hear from our auntie Max.
0: Alright, ladies and gentlemen We're back with our next uh, To introduce our next song okay, Tell us your name
2: Dorcas Maxine Brown Calvert. Alright, where are you from? <laughs> I originated in Blakely, Georgia But I've been living in Griffin, Georgia For 51 years
0: Alright What's our next song, Auntie Maxine? Uh, the OJ's Family Reunion You got it, you got it, you got it <laughs> Why do you like this song? I'll
2: the OJ's family reunion, it just makes me just leap with joy when I hear it. I just feel so good. I just In every family reunion, it ha, we have a plan. We start playing it like a week before my girls and I getting prepared for the family reunion.
0: So let's leap for joy right now, Kim.
4: And if Grandpa was here, I know he smiling from ear to ear. He asked us. ¡Stop!
1: O.J.'s. Now, this is the title track from that 1975 album that actually never charted. This song did not chart, but it got so much airplay. But it was a successful album because they had Stairway to Heaven, I Love Music. Those are the main songs that carried this album, you know, making it a huge success. But I think that's a testament to the O.J.'s. They have a lot of bangers on their albums that we... And those who are into soul music know, but you know, you would think are huge hits because you hear them all the time and they get massive airplay, but may not even chart elsewhere. You know,
5: so we'll this is one us. of
2: those songs that we as the black community we know it,
1: mm-hmm. but it
2: just didn't chart because it was it, it had more of a us feel to it. Yeah,
0: that no one then, has a
2: family you, reunion like no.
0: And by uh, what, what do you think contributes to that? Like. Like you have these great songs on a particular album that never chart, but ten, fifteen, twenty years later, they're considered like cult classics. Mm-hmm. What, do you, what do you think? I think because song? they
1: didn't have they they didn't have the proper they didn't have that tracking in place then. But just say had this album been released now and got that same type of treatment that it did then, it would be a huge hit because airplay factors into the the charting as well so they have charts specifically specifically if i can talk right like, specifically for airplay which helps those singles rise to the top of the main charts as, that we know of so i think i think it's just a, more of a issue of a situation of not necessarily having that type of tracking in place it's a hit regardless if it's yeah, getting that right. much airplay it's a hit you know that factors right. into it right right so again,
0: shout out to Auntie Maxine. This is her. This is her song. We thank you so much.
1: And I loved um, how she. I loved how she talked about uh, getting in the mindset of the family reunion. How the week leading yeah. up to it, they will always start playing it. You know,
0: kind of like, kind of like when Christmas time comes, right about right the, um, mm-hmm. Thanksgiving, we start playing the Christmas music, kind mm-hmm. of get up the mindset, <laughs> You know, she starts. <laughs> She starts playing this song when she gets ready to play. So again, thank you so much. Abby. Love you. Ya,
1: love you. Love you. All
0: right. What's next, Kim?
2: All right. We'll have our next cousin introduce this next song, and she may be very familiar to some of our listeners in the Orlando area. Here you go. All
0: right. So here we go. With our next family member to introduce our next song. Tell us your name, ma'am.
2: Ellison.
0: All right, Bridget. Thank you for being here now. Where you from Bridget?
2: Well right now I'm residing in Orlando, Florida. I was born and raised in South Carolina and I met my husband Cyrus in Augusta, Georgia where we were married 10 years ago.
0: That's awesome. Now Bridget's no stranger to the microphone, Now tell us a little bit what you do for a living.
2: So I'm a morning news anchor for the CBS station in Orlando and I've been doing broadcast news for 20 years.
0: Absolutely. We thank you so much for for doing this for us. So introduce our next song for us, Bridget.
2: This is We Are Family by Sister Sledge.
0: You heard it first.
4: Given
1: Doesn't that yes. song make you feel good?
2: Yes, it, it does. Helps. It always does. <laughs> always does. <laughs> feel good song. Yeah,
1: and though it's disco, I love disco. It still, to me, sounds timeless. It is timeless. All right. So We Are Family is the, th- the title of the third studio album by Sister Sledge. It was released in 1979. And the single We Are Family was the second release from that album right behind He's the Greatest Dancer. At one. Yeah, the album itself, that album alone had bangers. Lost in Music, He's the Greatest Dancer, Thinking of You, We Are Family. I mean, it's just a feel-good excursion for everyone to get into. So if you're not familiar with Sister Sledge, I think you should check it out. But anyway, more about this song. Produced by Bernard Edwards and Nile Rodgers of Chic. And uh, if you did not recognize that sound, it went gold. Becoming the number one R&B and number two pop song on the American charts in 1979. Behind Hot Stuff by Donna Summer. And they also competed with their own music on the on the charts around the same time. Big shouts to Sister Sledge. This is like a classic that no one could ever cover. No, 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 <laughs> no one. one. And Nile Rodgers, a genius. A genius at yeah. work.
0: Is
1: it
2: is it easy to confuse them with the Pointer Sisters? No, no not even a no. little
1: bit. It's, no, it's not. Nope. Pointer Sisters had a super eclectic sound about them. They they
2: their sound was a little rougher.
1: Yeah, they have a lot more raw sound, and their harmonies were stronger. I think mm-hmm. a lot stronger. They do No, oh, the it. Pointer Sisters
2: sound like they smoke. The sister sledge salad you just coming out of. Ooh,
1: <laughs> high school. Good one. I like. That. One. I like. I like That's that. I way. like that. Yeah, That's that raw funk sound. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that gritty sound. Yeah, that is a yeah. good. Yeah, absolutely. Very like good. I like. I like. Very nice. Together. Hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. So,
0: take Sweet. me shout out to. Yeah, big shout out to Bridget Ellison. You can, again, you guys can check her out. Channel six down there in Orlando,
1: Florida. Wife uh, of our cousin she, Cyrus. Big shout out to Cyrus. There you go.
0: Shout big out shout Cyrus. to Cyrus. Cyrus. All right, absolutely. And I thank you guys uh, for being there. And uh, hey, let's keep pushing. What's next, Ken?
2: One of my favorites that you have to play at a family function or a barbecue. Just, just get the party started, mm-hmm. and this is Planet Rock. Ooh, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Zizz
2: <forth. laughs> Planet Rock is a song by hip hop artist African Bombada and the Soul Sonic Force. Mm. The song was produced by Arthur Baker and released by Tommy Boy Records in 1982.
1: It's hard to believe. Okay.
2: I know, right? Also,
0: really, also a song featured on one of our episodes featuring Gene Poo Poo man Anderson who wrote it.
2: was song, <laughs> <laughs> you remember everything. <laughs>
0: hey, <that's, laughs> Big sells. Yes. Yeah, yes. What the oh, fuck are we doing now? <laughs> No, this is the right, 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 right.
2: So,
1: skating rink music right here. Skating rink music. All
2: right. Well, then, let's take it on and move on to Shalimar the second time around. And, Juanita, here it goes.
1: Second time around by the hot group, Shalamar, released in 1979 from their third album, Big Fun. This was a disco favorite, R&B favorite. Radio favorite. It was just all over the place in 1980, uh, reaching number one on the U.S. dance charts, number one on the Hot Soul singles charts, number eight on the Hot 100, number 47 on an adult contemporary. It just did the damn thing. And it was definitely a soundtrack to our family reunion back at that summer, which was a memorable summer, to say the least. I remember hearing it at Coley Mokey Mounds mounds. <laughs> Coley, Coley Mokey mounds in Blakely, Georgia, when we, we had the family reunion, we had the cabins. And I also remember also hanging at Aunt Mandy's house with little baby Marcus and Tony singing this song. And Aunt Mandy recorded him, so I need to ask her if she still has that recording of him singing this song. I like
4: <laughs> I was gonna like say, I
0: really do. I really, really don't. <laughs> yeah, do. Yeah, you know how old Tony
1: is. But like. I, I am taken back to that time from every time I hear this song. I'm taken right back to transport it right back to that summer and that, that moment. So such great. You time. know,
2: you know Howard
0: Hewitt's voice is so relaxing. I, yes, I don't it
2: understand. is. Yes,
5: it
0: is. It, I don't understand how come he didn't have as much more work than, than what he did. I'm sure he's done a lot over the years, but it hasn't really. Other, the only, only song that I remember is "Show Me." Mm-hmm. Uh, love I love that. that. One. A lot of I like that. That was that was probably one of his biggest bangers to the date. But other than that, I mean, go back to that day. or that, I
1: think I was single after that one too. And I say yes.
2: I'm not
1: sure. Yeah, yeah but, I remember. Um, I say yes. Because he went gospel, but you know, <laughs> I <say> yes
2: for <laughs> a
3: little while. And
1: I think he was in that vein for a while, and that's probably why he seemed to have fallen off. Because those who are not in the in the gospel realm or following that, he's out of sight to everyone else. Yeah.
0: yeah. So and then you know, Jody Watley, you know, we know she has Love some. Her. some, some Love Jodi. She, she, she did her thing. You know, in the mid age, she had her run as
1: well. So. But
2: it's still, interesting. She's still
1: doing her thing. She's still hot and dry. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting
2: how she was able to cross over into pop, but Howard wasn't when Howard was the one who could really sing. You
1: right, know what? I'm right. thinking, you know, Jody is super talented, for one. Yes, yeah, she is. I love she, her. She also had her style going for her as well. And she set up great roots in the U.K., so I think that probably positioned her to make a more broader impact alone, you know, with the with the connections that she had. But she's a style icon in herself. Back in the '70s, like when she was on Soul Train, she was recognized for that. Everybody yeah. recognized Jodie Wally. Yeah,
2: and my favorite song, "Still a Thrill," that's my song. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Mine too. What's next, Cam?
2: We cannot do a family reunion episode without some frankie beverly and mates Woo! so the original version uh before i wake <laughs> up you know i think the sun rises and shines on you
4: you know there's nothing nothing
0: This song really needs no introduction, but for the sake of this podcast, <laughs> I mean, that was before I let go by Frankie Beverly and Mays from their fifth album, Live in New Orleans. This song peaked at number 13 on the Billboard RB charts in 1981. And like I said, the song just really speaks for itself. They, I mean, even from the first beginning from the <laughs> <laughs>
4: <People> reckon- <laughs> yes. And, and
0: from the exact <laughs> everybody knows and it was amazing and I think I'm thankful for Beyonce for one thing, how she was able to bridge that gap with this song. Mm-hmm. Uh even though I don't you know it so will never be able to compare it to Flanch of every Maze's
2: never
0: ever tradition of it. But however, by Beyonce covering it, I think it bridged together a gap as far as like the RB is concerned between two generations, the younger generation and the older generation. I think this song was able to bridge that gap. What do you guys
1: think? Yeah, I give her that credit for that. If above anything she she definitely made it her own. She put a spin on it. And expose it to a new, younger audience. Yeah.
2: And I appreciate a lot of DJs and radio stations would always play the original and hers together, mm-hmm. just yeah. so you know, because you cannot overshadow Frankie Beverly and Mavis because their rendition is is home for right. all of
1: us. And that's Summer Breeze too. Yeah. Summer.
2: <laughs> that's Summer Breeze yeah.
0: too. Absolutely. What's next, Kim?
2: Alright, so this was I believe requested by one of our aunts, but it takes us back to some more of that roller skating music, and this is Funky Town. Woo! Talk about, talk about-
1: That song had all of the great elements, right? You got the funk, you got the disco, you got the electro, all of that. Yeah. So Funky Town is a song by American disco group Lips Incorporated released in 1980 as a second single from their debut album mouth to mouth which was released in 1979 a huge success all over the world easily recognizable it's been covered but no one has come near to making the impact that the original version number one in uh, over a dozen countries US 100 hot 100 was number one hot disco singles number one and god spain israel netherlands new zealand norway (laughs) Europe, Canada, Belgium, Australia, Austria—you name it. Worldwide, worldwide, <laughs> World <laughs> yes. And, uh, Jim, what do, you, what do you think?
2: This is a classic, a classic. When this comes on, you can't help but dance. And what can you say? It's a part of just our history and a part of our our culture,
1: really. Yeah, definitely a soundtrack for our lives.
2: Yes, it is.
1: Yes, it is. Oh, what made I, you pick this? So the reason why I picked this song, taking us back to that summer, nineteen eighty, we were at a family reunion, and I remember we were at breakfast at one of those cabin halls at Coley Moki Mound, <laughs> and um,
2: <laughs> that must be one of your favorite memories. Oh gosh. <laughs>
1: Sitting there and seeing <laughs> our aunties in the middle of the floor doing a line dance to this song. Call it breakfast entertainment. I don't know what it was, but I remember, remember them. Jean, Maxine, Aunt Janie, Mandy, Aunt Vern, all of them out there just doing their little thing. And that's made an impact. That was that was good times. That was good times.
2: Are you sure my mama was on the dance? <laughs> I swear, dance. she don't
1: dance. I think, she, yeah, if I could
2: recall. I like that
1: <laughs> if i can recall if i can recall that and i also remember them also well this is a sign for that singing that song for uncle jesse you remember that uncle mm-hmm. jesse jingle they made up they would sing whatever it
2: comes
1: uncle jesse yeah yep i the field yeah, mm-hmm. I like that. That ain't that
2: sad wife, my brother <laughs> <laughs>
1: We could go all day, all night talking about you know, just bringing up these little memories and we're it's our pleasure to bring it to the masses that are listening to yes. our podcast. This is us being who we are.
2: You have to just understand how close our family is and not many families can actually say that you're we're, we're we, we know our second, third and fourth cousins um by name and they know us and, and we're we're not just distant with anybody, even our third and fourth cousins, we're cousins, period. They might as well well, been brought up together because we
1: were. Right, right. And, uh, you know, we were raised as cousins as if we were like siblings, you know. That's yes, how, we how are close. sibling
5: cousins, yeah, we are. Yeah,
1: that's how close we were. And uh, there was never ever any pretension or anything like that. Everybody was on equal playing field and everyone was celebrated for who they were. And the excitement was equal whenever one of us would come around. I, I felt
2: and I have to remember that when I have my nieces and nephews mm-hmm. and it's time for them to go home and they just wanna fall out crying and wanna die. That that's <laughs> part of our history.
1: Yeah. And yeah. Those are
2: Alana's sibling cousins and they just love us. So hey,
1: I, and then this, it's you- part of our history. It's part of our history, and another thing, like every summer, we always spent a lot of time together. In retrospect, it may have only been like a couple of weeks or whatever, but mm-hmm. it just seemed like it was like months. The holes, like whole it summer felt like the whole summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, but we always look for. We always knew that was going to happen every every summer. We knew we were going to be in place. What do you yeah. think, Marcus? What are you smiling about? I think I don't know. Huh? What are you smiling about? Because precious memories, man. Just, just
0: you know. <laughs> <laughs> I I can remember one time. I don't know what happened. We were at Granddad's house and I don't know if y'all saw a bug or a bee or something or nothing. Well, Barbara, you jump, you jumped, jumped on top of me. And I fell backwards and hit the back of my head. I don't remember and that. I, and Ken was there. She remember, Ken was there. And he ran to the back room. I don't know what y'all saw, but you like you like you like screamed and you you Jumped on top of me and in. <laughs> it was a bee.
2: No, no, it was a wasp. It was a wasp. I'm always positive. It was a wasp.
0: It had to be. It had mm-hmm. to be. I mean, but I, I remember this bar just like jumped me. I'm, I'm like only like seven, eight years old. Yeah.
1: Oh my God! We could they'll get us started on those wasp stories because oh uh, my God, you know, uh, yeah. the stings at remember,
2: Granddaddy House. Because
1: mm-hmm. yeah. I remember Myron yeah. getting stung, and I just remember him running between two cars. I just saw a hand up, in the heads, some screaming, and then he crying, and then next thing I knew, he was laying on the bed with tobacco all on his face. <laughs> <laughs> Sleep. Oh, he crazy. had tobacco all on his face. I think that was, like, that neutralizes the stings or something. That was, like, one of the... I remedies. think so. I think so. And, and I got bur- my granddad bourbon with a cigarette one time and
0: put butter on it. And mm-hmm. Yeah. He that, put what on supposed it? To help too. Butter. Butter? Okay.
4: Yep. That yeah. worked.
0: Yeah, it worked, yeah. Mm.
1: Yeah. So you learn anyway. something, audience. The remedies.
2: Exactly. Make of these yeah. natural
1: remedies.
0: The That's how you talk about that, too, uh, um, you you better the, learn it. The, yeah, the spider webs.
1: The spider
0: webs. Yeah. Uh, yes. We talked about the spider webs and the movie talked about. Uh, I can't remember what it was before, like uh, uh, stings or or open wounds or something like that. But they were passing with <laughs> spider webs.
1: Really? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yep. Yeah. They talked yeah. about that. And that would do what?
0: It, I mean, you did something. I don't know. <laughs>
1: spider webs.
0: Uh, yeah. Spider webs. Yeah. Yeah. Spider webs.
1: Okay, I'm I'm being educated today.
2: You have to watch the video on the uh, More Family Reunion where they mm. um they have Cousin Ruby and Cousin Hood talking. And mm-hmm. you'll hear exactly what they were talking about. Okay. So we're down Whoa. to our last song, everyone. Woo!
0: Let's go.
2: And this is You Should Be Mine. And we'll talk about why mm. this is so special one one second.
0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, we have our next family member introducing our next song. Who do we have right here?
2: This is Cheryl Brown,
0: the wife hey, of James Brown. How you doing, Uncle Harold?
2: I'm doing well today. You?
0: Good, good. Now, do us a favor and introduce our next song.
4: The next song about to be played is Jeffrey Osborne's Woo Woo Song.
0: The Woo Woo Song.
4: Yeah. The Woo Woo Song.
0: He the sung that to me all the time. Yeah. <laughs> he sang it to you all the time. That's awesome. how does it? How did it make you feel to hear him sing it to you?
4: Well, it was it was a a little love
0: song. <laughs> <laughs> this is Jeffrey Osborne, the Woo Woo song. Thank you on Cheryl Thank you. Bye bye. <laughs> I can't pull back what
4: I know inside. It's just the fact that you should be mine. Anything you want you got to fortify my love. You're bought up me, you should be mine. Anything you want, you got your bought up by my love. You're bought up by me.
2: Put
1: that mm-hmm. woo woo in there, honey. The woo 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 The woo-woo song. This,
2: well. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's called. That's what we, we called
1: it. We call it the That's woo-woo That's what we song. called it. Yeah, and it's in the parentheses of the title. What it's called, You Should Be Mine. Recorded by Jeffrey Osborne. Released from his album, Emotional, in 1986. A huge uh, hit for him. Reaching number two on the U.S. Billboard Hot Black Singles chart. Number two on the Adult Contemporary chart. And number thirteen on the Billboard Hot 100, and number one on the chart of James Brown because that was his favorite song, and <laughs> we we always cracked up hearing him singing that on those long road trips wherever mm-hmm. we're going. And I'm saying woo, 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 woo.
2: and for our audience that doesn't know, our uncle was actually named James
1: Brown. Yes, yes, yes. James and I remember James. a
2: long car ride. I think we were driving either from Blakely to. To Griffin or vice versa. We uh, yeah, were going through Florida, those long, long roads and all mm. you saw was trees, but this song was on.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. So, big shout out to Jeffy Osborne. I mean, he had a, a pretty decent career himself. Started off as a drummer, if I'm not mistaken.
1: For uh, LTD.
0: LTD. LTD? LTD. Started off as a drummer and uh, became one of the lead singers and had a very good run. Silver chart choppers Again, It's big, still going big strong. Big hit for him. Still going strong. Absolutely, absolutely. So, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to bring us to the end of this first year anniversary family celebration episode of the Goodfield <laughs> Podcast. I want to take this time out to thank uh, some of the guests that we've had on on these past episodes: Lady the Great, Lily Williams, Gerald Austin, Alex Porter, Trevor Price. Dean, people, man, and who else? Tara uh, Toray. Tara yes. Oh, my, how did I forget her? Uh, Brandon, Big, uh, Hugh, as well as others. Uh, thank you so much. Thank you to our family members who took the time out to introduce the songs uh, for this particular episode. And most importantly, I want to thank my two co-hosts, Timothy Brown and Bobby No Brown. Guys, you have no idea how much I love you guys and how much I thank God that he brought us all together to make this happen. And I'm just so excited. You have no idea. I pray for this podcast. I think about this podcast all the time. And I just see nothing but greatness going forward because this is something that is so needed in, in, in the culture. I mean, we, we're, what we're doing is we're doing the world a favor. We're preserving the music that we all grew up to. And we just people have just forgotten about it. And we're, we're preserving
1: doing, the we're good a- good. And the impact. And the exactly. We're preserving and the, the impact. good good. Mm-hmm. We're
0: having a great impact. And as and, and the results are, are starting to show. I'm not going to talk about it too much. We're moving forward. We're beginning to branch out into different avenues and stuff like that. And we'll talk about that as soon as those things solidify. Again, mm-hmm. we want to thank everybody that listens to us, that downloaded. Listen to us on iHeart. Listen to us on Spotify. Listen to us on Podomatic all the different platforms that we are available on. Thank you guys so, so much. The best is yet to come. You guys, you got anything?
2: Yes, we're only moving onward and upward. Only great, wonderful things are coming to this podcast and the three of us. This was ordained by the divine. And it's Mm -hmm. it's shown that from the very beginning it's only just greater things are coming thank you everyone all our fans all our friends and family we could not have done this without you
1: thank you thank you so much and from the words of karen carpenter we've only just begun (laughs) 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 Thank, thank you so much to everyone definitely our family for the support but those listeners who are catching the good good and finding out the good good
0: absolutely absolutely so ladies and gentlemen Again, that completes this episode. Thank you so much. You guys be, don't be just good, but good good to each other. Till next time, folks.
1: Peace.
2: Be good, good fam.